Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Shut the Funk Up podcast. I am the well-fed boy, and as always, I am joined by... Jaylet the Kid, what it do? Uh, before we start here, I want everyone listening um, to, if you're in the car, pull over. If you are in the office, uh, go to the bathroom. Um, anyone else, We it is time to put your hands together because my loveliest of co-hosts, uh, he's doing well at his job and I just want to give him a little love. Uh, thank you. I'm happy for you, bud. I'm proud thank of you. you. Thank you. You know, I don't know about you, but it's always like whenever I've, I've come to a place, uh, you know, in, in my short life here on earth, when I find out that my friends are doing well, especially at jobs, mm-hmm. I get like super freaking excited for them. Well, yes, absolutely. Um, and then it's funny because, you know, like when someone kind of was like, gifted something or like didn't earn it yeah and you're like yo i'm stoked yeah but then when you're like oh wow like you did that you did that that is that is actually you know? uh, that, is, that is actually a really good point uh that you bring up uh, uh, with your situation because I, well i was i just meant in general but but yeah, I know no but yeah, but yeah i'm yeah, gonna yeah. i'm gonna stroke your dick oh okay it, you bring up a good point stroke because away. you know you know a lot of people don't know when you move down here to from Jacksonville, you were a bit of a fish out of water and you moved down here for your now wife. Yep, I went. You know, but at that point, you know, we didn't know yet, but mm. you, you dove in head first. Yes. And not into the shallow, in the deep end. Because we were No, good. deep end. We Very deep. Very deep. And you dove in head first and you, you had nothing. You knew nothing. You had nothing, but you trusted your gut. And I remember you reached out, yo, you got any, like, you know, any, any things with, with, with the work, any jobs, I'll take it. You know, you were ready to, you know, slum it up, Mm. you know? And, uh, I did not, uh, I didn't necessarily recommend the job that you, that you, that you, that you have now or the company that you have now, but it, it was, you know, you, you got it. It was recommended by somebody and it was given to you and you have killed it ever since taking it. Yes. Uh, definitely ups and downs, definitely hard days, long days, shit days, great days. Um, but you know, days like today definitely put it in perspective and make things worth it. I'm ha- I'm so stoked. I'm happy yeah. for you, man. Yeah, really stoked. Uh, but really stoked. you know, we're both. It it just feels good when when someone on the squad wins, we all win. Yes, that's really yes. what I. That was the point I was trying to make. You know, a lot of our boys are say I, I'd say our squad is is quite hashtag blessed. Um, we've we've had a lot of success in our individual endeavors. So, um, you know, now it's time to get that paper. Yeah, as in as exactly in as any promotion on a job goes, dope, 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 sick, 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 got that money, 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 and it's time to work harder. Mm, Correct. You know what I mean? Yeah. Got to get back out there and and get into grind mode. Yes. That's what's happening. Yes, 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 yes. So uh, with that being said... Jordan, you know, he's got to work a little harder now. And uh, I want to just let the audience know that 
he might have to work crazier hours, and I'm not blaming you because I also got a promotion lately, and, and my work's gotten a little bit yeah, fucking more hectic. You like made us fly under the radar with that. Yes. Didn't like um, that, but and so I don't want to. I don't want no. I don't want to hear from anybody saying like, oh, you know, I woke up Wednesday and and the pod's not here and stuff. People are a little bit more busy. Be patient with us. Uh, I do like when that happens, though. <laughs> um, I do. <laughs> yes. you know, you're like the crackhead, like at the front door, yeah. being like, "Where's my fix?" And I'm, you know, the chemist whipping it over the stove. That's just doing that for you, and yes. that makes me feel good. You know, when I take that that day off from the crack house and I'm not there, and you're there, and you're wondering where is he. That makes me feel good. You want to get back to the grindstone. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, man, you know, uh, we've made it work this far. Yeah. Episode 66, baby. We will continue. So we will, we'll, we'll keep it going. Mm-hmm. You know, we will rebuild. We will. We will rebuild. We will rebuild. Uh, we are going to do, we got voicemails today. Yes, we do. We got voicemails today. So stick around for that. Um, we're going to play a little newlyweds game. We are. You know what I mean? We're going to play a little do newlyweds. you know me? As good as I think you know me. You know, I went over my. Who's gonna win this? I went over my questions today that I had written down, okay. and I was like, I think Jordan's gonna get these. Are there any on there where you're like, I'm putting this on there, no fucking chance. One. 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 Okay. Yeah. I don't know because that that was the thing. I feel like, I think I feel like you're gonna get all of them. This I don't know. Good. I don't know because like there's that hard thing of you're like, all right, I've known this person X amount of time. Like how many secrets and things that, you know, like I said in passing, like, should he know? But he might not know, but he could know, but he doesn't. But maybe he does. Right. Yeah. That's the hard part. Yes. So I applaud the, the you know, the game show newlyweds. Yes. They, they yes. you know, they came up with some good stuff show after show. Mm hmm. But yeah, I'm curious to see how this is going to go. I actually wrote down, I have a, a couple bonus questions for you too. Just in case you don't do great. Okay, this is good. Okay, thank you. Yes. Word. Mm-hmm. Um, before we open up the janitor's closet, really quickly, uh, the Panthers and the Heat's seasons Ooh. are officially over. That it's game a, seven, it's a, bro. It's a bit of a heartbreak hotel. Y- yeah. Um, uh, the Panthers, you know, were a little bit more pissed about. Are we? Yes. You said that like and looked at me like it was a foregone conclusion. So th- this is actually a really good sports question. Would you rather you have two teams with high expectations? You have the Panthers and we got the Heat in their respective leagues. Both uh, were the number one seeds. Yes. One, uh, both in the second round. Both, yes. Both in the second round. And you had one that lost 0-4 sweep. Break out the brooms. Pretty bad. And you also got game seven, clawed back into it, shot to win it, basically at the buzzer. And you lose both. The question is, how would you rather lose? The sweep or last shot game seven? It's a good question. It's a good question. And I hate. And I mistake actually. Heat were round three. That was Eastern Conference Finals, not the second round. Right. Continue though. Um. Good question. And I hate to be this guy, but I and I think it matters is personnel and the team. Okay. Now the Heat's number one. They they had a good team. They did. Yeah. 
I mean, both teams empirically were good. The Panthers were by far, as a squad, way better, like compared to the rest of their uh, respective league. So I will say, I will say that the Panthers one hurts more just because the Panthers' actual personnel and squad were so much more talented, mm. you know, in their own right than the Heat were. The Heat were very good, but... It did feel like the Heat kind of clawed their way into that, and yeah. they were happy to be there, in a sense. Like, this season now is, we want to win it, but if we don't win it, Eastern Conference Finals is pretty good. Yes. It's the be- next best thing. Yes. And, you know... And I think I said on this pod for the Panthers, if we don't make it to the Stanley Cup Finals... It's a bust of a season, and and we didn't. Yes, and I w- could not say the same thing for the Heat. I mean, they were they were the one seed, but I don't know if we felt. I think we both would agree that there was probably, although they're the one seed, two or three teams that were better than that were that are better than them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. So yeah, just just to get out of the way. So uh, we're depressed. Yeah, it's uh. It's yeah, we're we're definitely depressed. The Panthers one took me a while to get over, and then the Heat finally did it, got did in, and um, you know that just I, I wanted I I didn't want to be the podcast that like talked it up as much as we did, and then not ever address it. Uh, I was you know game game whatever game we were in the keys for last week. I think it was game four uh, when you know elbow baggins. And I were at the bar and almost got into a large bar fight, which I'm just yeah. teasing that story yeah. for when he gets back. That was supposed to be on so we could talk about it. Yeah, but absolute uh, dog shit. Know, yeah, but I was down in the keys again for this game. I was co- conjuring all the juju I could to make us, you know, get us across the goal line. Couldn't do it. Yeah, sucks. All right, let's get right, into it. Let's, let's talk it. Tommy James and the Shondells. Um, give me what you uh, what you thought. So um, I I want to run this by you because I think I've come up with the perfect name and or explanation for these types of groups and the way I would uh, in the '60s is how I describe it in the '60s early to the rock and roll scene and there's a specific genre and I want to go with and this is what I'm calling now blue blueprint rock okay. Well, I like that actually. I, right? I, I kind of see where you're going. I see the blueprint. And to me, it's these bands where they have that um I don't want to say soft rockish quality to them, but it certainly is what we talked about um where it's that cleaner kind of cleaner rock. It's cleaner rock and roll. Yes. And it's the guitar early, has not been electrified yet. And it hasn't been, you know, lyrics and words haven't they didn't get aggressive yet. Yes. And so drugs have not been, you know, uh, introduced. Yeah. But I, I enjoyed them overall. But like I said, to me, they fall into the blueprint rock category. Now it's a really good genre that you made up. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. And I will you know, tell you, you want to make a playlist for me and I guess everyone else that I yeah, guess is listening. Uh, okay. If I, you okay. want to make together a little blueprint rock, I would love to. Um, I think because you're the person, you're the keg I'm going to when I want to tap that. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you have that, you know, that's one of the areas that still remains unexplored in my world. 
Um, but I know that you have like a full archaeological like site. Yeah, it's know? a really good genre because there are there are there are a, a, a lot of bands. Most of them are one hit wonders, but there are a lot of bands that were, you know, like the Beatles aren't on that. But you could put the Beatles on the blueprint of rock, but the Beatles are rock. But there are there are a few bands like Tommy James and Shondells that do fall in that category of like a little bit before that. I think um, some of the Beatles stuff falls in there. Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah, think you would go if early. You took them, exactly. That, but yeah, that's, that's but true. But that makes sense. That's true. The early Beatles was a little softer. You're right. You're and right. then they got that little bit of an edge to yeah. them. Like later. I'm going to make you a playlist. Yeah. yeah. So, but that's what I liked about them mm -hmm. is that it's, it's interesting when you can almost hear that in the music. The precipice. I yeah. could feel when that music was being made just by the way that I was hearing it. Yeah. And to me, that's cool. Yes. And there's, and the interesting part and dichotomy of that is sometimes people make music. You know, that like Rage Against the Machine that was made in the 90s. It could have been made yesterday and I would have been like, oh, interesting. Right. And then there's other stuff where you hear it. and You just go, that's like that's 1972 to 1975. Yeah. I just know it. Yes. You know? Yes. So that's one of the things I love about music. And that's one of the things that I took from Tommy, Tommy James is that I was like, I know exactly when you were doing your thing. I love it and respect it. And like, that's cool because a lot of shit came from that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. That's uh, that's kind of th those were my thoughts. Blueprint, blueprint, rock and roll. I'm gonna, I'm gonna work on that one, I'll, and, and I'll let you know when, when I'm ready. To and just right at the end, one Jay Z song. One, what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's keep rolling here with the Janner's closet. Let's. Uh, I want. I would love to know what Jordan learned this week. So, uh, Alex, what I learned this week is I think uh, something a lot of uh, other people learned. So I don't think that I'm going to catch a lot of people off guard with this, but I thought this was interesting. So, uh, as you know, the new Top Gun movie is out. Yes. I've heard, um, I'm not kidding, but we've talked about this before, mo sequels that were better than the original. I'm hearing, uh, there's a lot of chatter that this movie is actually really good. Yes. So, uh, so much so that I'm considering going to a theater. I'll put it that way. It's an absolute, it's, it's the type of movie you want to see in a theater. Yeah. Like one of my buddies at work said he went to the IMAX. Theater. I know you got, I, I know you just got like a big fatty, uh, uh, flatty, but, mm -hmm. and, and not, and not, uh, and not the grill, a screen. No, this one still, I think warns a bigger screen. Agree. And you just, you, it's not even honestly the screen as much as I think it is the sound. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. when that jet engine roars by my ear, I need to know like how deep that turbine goes. Yes. You know? Yes. So uh, the cool part was, is that um, so the U.S. Navy actually allowed the, the new Top Gun movie to to rent the F.A. 18 Super Hornets to use like in the filming. OK. Uh, any guess as to and don't go crazy with it. How much they rented them for per hour? Per hour. Don't go crazy with it. Um, I a uh, thousand bucks an hour. Okay, eleven thousand an hour. Holy shit! Yeah, so I thought that was pretty crazy, and so of course, crazy ass Tom Cruise um, wants to make sure that anyone's in the movie gets in one and is flown around by a pilot because uh -huh. he needs everyone to understand the G force. 
Yes. So that's so Tom Cruise. Well, I heard too that he made everyone get like uh, some training, a certain number of hours. Yeah. Oh yeah. And um, the other interesting thing was is that so they weren't ever allowed to actually uh, fly the planes or hold the controls right. because there's like laws governing saying that like no citizen can actually be in charge of military equipment. Right. Which I thought was, you know, it makes sense, but you don't like think about that shit and be mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, we can't fucking give that guy, you know, a rocket launcher. Yeah. You know? Um, and there's no one in the backseat when you watch like Top Gun and stuff. There's no like, because those pilots have like, you know, two, like two people in the cockpit and in those movies, there's, you can't see like the real pilot in the background controlling it. Exactly. It's just Tom in there. Yeah. So what they do. Um, but here was the other interesting part too. And Someone else is, was controlling the plane, or it was just like CGI. Oh, they CGI all that shit, I'm sure. You know what I mean? Um, but this was actually the part that I thought was interesting because I'd never really considered this before. But, like, if, you know, they wanted to use those planes, so they had to go ask the military permission. And whenever you want to use something representing the United States military, you have to submit the script to them. And if they find they deem it acceptable, then they'll let you use the equipment. But if it's basically disrespectful to the military or something that doesn't show their values, mm-hmm. like they're just going to be like, no, you can't use any of our oh, shit. Oh, okay. Which I thought was interesting. Now, and they said, although, um, you know, it doesn't need to be like a love letter to the military. And that the other interesting thing he said was, is that, um, you know, although, you know, we allowed this movie to be made, although, and they made sure to reiterate that, the real uh, Top Gun flight, you know, flight academy uh, trainees spend, you know, all this time, and they don't, they don't, they don't, uh, they're not Mavericks, basically. Like, and it's okay. like, yeah, duh, Jesus. Um, but I thought that was interesting, you know, and it just, I've been thinking about going to see it. I don't know. I say pull the trigger. Pull the trigger. Yeah, I'll take ben, the flight. Ben went and saw it. Oh, so we need that Bilbo, review. Bill 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 saw it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I learned this week. Um, Alex, what did you learn this week? Uh, in 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 a, in a complete opposite of yours, mm. I went because I tried to not go like too heavy and historical, and I, I feel like the last like many of mine have been. So this one was just a simple delight that I saw that I wanted to. There is, um, I think it was UCLA Berkeley, or it was some California college, um, that the students have made uh edible tape for burritos i saw that did you see that i did um i'm I'm excited about that not because of where i go to get because you you know i don't know about you and 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 i'm i will be you know we are a podcast of being truthful and honest when i go get burritos at places they're wrapped up tight i don't have to worry about i don't need tape at you know you know the whole enchilada. Um, I will say I'm kind of going to differ from you on this one. And I, you know, um, as a man on the move, uh, shaking, you know, shaking and baking, running roofs. Mm-hmm. Sometimes your boy just needs to get a burrito. And I've gone to a few different places and they're they're wrapping a shit. Yeah. Yes. They're wrapping a shit. My wrapping is is shit when I do when I do it here at home. Oh, so you you think you do bad Ritos, but their Rito wrapping is good? Yeah, where I usually go, they're usually tight. You know, they do the tinfoil stuff, and I don't know about... uh, When you get... Let me ask. When you get a burrito, 
And you know how they always wrap it in the uh, the clear wrap first. Yes. The the wax paper is it wax, wax paper? Yeah, it's, it's like, like a, a wax paper. paper. Sure. And then they tinfoil it. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. When you eat that burrito, that's like that's wrapped like that. You don't take both wrappings off. You peel you you peel like a banana and eat, and you keep peeling. Um. So my technique is I like to determine which side has already the most fluid built up in the bottom part of the of the Rito. Okay. Because then what I'm gonna do is I'm actually gonna flip it. I'm right. gonna have I'm gonna put that guy up top because I need all that juice to work down yes. through it and give me a little bit of time at, uh towards you know when I get to the ass of that burrito. Now do you know what's what end has more of a liquid uh um build up because of how it was sitting in the bag in like maybe your car. Yeah. How do you, how do you, I'm, I'm definitely doing a feel test. Okay. I'm getting a little squeeze. Okay. You know, like I'm a 13 year old boy, just on both sides. Uh-huh. Just trying um, to figure out. Yeah. And I'm looking this, for, you know, is. yeah. And I'm looking to see maybe if it's misshapen, you know, the fat end usually is going to have more. You're a, you're a 40 year old woman checking for lumps. Correct. Mm-hmm. And then what I do once I get it in position, I take the top half of the lady off. Okay. Because I, I take about 50% off right there. Right. Because we all know at least that's going down the half. Because one chomp is... It's the I first mean, chomp is the biggest chomp. That's 20 to 30%. We got to break in that burrito. We got to bring. We gotta break in the burrito. I need as big a bite because I need to see what's in there. Where are we at? How do they stack it? Yep. Yeah. Is mm-hmm. everything evenly dispersed throughout that burrito? Did I pick the right side? Yep. I like this. Yeah. So then, you know, as I'm working my way down and the and the and the teeth are getting closer, then I'll slowly. Oh yeah. So yeah. you banana peel. Yes. Yeah. What I, I I've I've had a couple. Actually, I, imagine it's an old woman taking off a scarf. That's what I'm doing to it. Ah. That's yes. what I'm doing to it. Oh. Oh, you're a rapper. I'm doing yes. I'm pulling oh. it off like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You're okay. You're you're New York City scarfed, and I I'm a banana peel. Correct. Ah, I love this. Yes. Love this, people, because everyone ha- not there's not too many different ways to you know you know open up a burrito, but I think there's might be just pretty much four ways either. You you do the New York City wraparound. I don't know. I think you do like banana peel. Arduino. You take the whole thing off. You go you go naked with it. I think I don't know. Arduino is gonna come back and message us and be like, "I fucking put a straw in it." And just yeah. Sometimes I out. think uh, I think uh, I think Stevie Arduini. Um, I think he makes up a lot of the shit. Sometimes yeah. I, sometimes I think it's like, is that how you really feel? And he's always so quick. So I'm like, where did that come from? And you know, now that I'm saying, you know, now that I'm saying this. When when this gets posted, I know damn well we are gonna get our phones are gonna ding. It's gonna be him with the fucking Rito in his mouth showing us what he did. Correct. Can't wait. No straw. Fuck yeah. Okay. So wait. So is this tape gonna be like a thing? It's an edible tape. You know what it kind of looks like? It looks looks like the out uh, outer uh, that like. Looks like that grape leaf that you would see like in like Greek uh, cuisine or like sushi. <laughs> yeah, you know, like yeah, seaweed yeah, yeah, leaf. Yeah, yeah. yeah it looks yeah, like yeah. that, but it's yeah, it's, it's yeah. Okay, so are you gonna it, what? What are you gonna do if you like hit up Chipotle and you you know you start unwrapping or you, they they give you? I don't you, Chipotle. They, I'm, a, I'm a staunch no Chipotle guy. Okay, where do you go I've to get Chipotle a mass? Where do you years. go to get a mass produced burrito? Uh, only whole enchilada, and it's very rare. Okay, so you go to Whole Enchilada, and they... What's the biggest burrito guy? 
Yeah, I see that. I'm not the biggest burrito guy. But in this hypothetical, you are. You go get your burrito, and they're like, um, they, they just hand you a plate. They don't even wrap it. And they're just like, yo, like, hey, we don't need to wrap it for you. You don't have to, you know, you know, do the banana peel thing. It's got tape on it. Did I pay extra? No. Sick. Okay. Do you guys sell that tape? Yeah, we do. Do you have a duct tape version? Oh, yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Good. Yeah. So that's what I learned this week. We got, we got a burrito tape out there, baby. You know, things are going on in the world. And, but there's things, there's, uh, you know, there, we still have burrito tape coming mm-hmm. out. Hopefully. Now, before we get into our fun little new, newlyweds game, this was a topic that I wanted to kind of bring up last week. Um, but you know, I, I second guessed myself because I didn't want to get into like, you know, crazy, you know, real life, political, whatever type of topics on here. Even though you know we delve on those things in a, in a funny manner, I think when we when we do delve on the political or like just any type of topic that is very you know charging to the public, we usually don't. If we do talk about it, we see we say both sides, but in a funny manner. But I actually want to get a little. I want to get serious here, and I want to talk about the shootings and the uh, you know the school shootings and the massacre, the gun stuff that's been going on. You know, last week we had the Buffalo thing and when and as we were recording the, uh, you know, the stuff in Texas di- didn't happen yet, but it's now here. And I don't want to dismiss it as if um, as if honestly, I don't care. And I know you care, too. Yeah. And I want to just I want I, I have not posed this to you. We have not talked. I've not told you that we were going to talk about this. I don't really have questions or a conversation really honestly to mm-hmm. like have with you, but I want, I want to make a statement because I purely need to be selfish and get it off my chest. Mm-hmm. The school shooting, the kids, the kids with guns. It's really that it's, you know, the mass shootings are terrible, but I want to talk about these, these school shootings. I don't, no one knows. Everyone thinks they know they have, you know, what could be done, get rid of guns, get rid of assault rifles, you know, or a rifle, do whatever, yada, yada, yada. I want to just, I want, I want to just state this. People out there, mothers, fathers, even if you're not, we need to start talking to our kids more. We need to start having better relationships with our kids. I'm not saying that this is again going is the you know end all be all of, of fixing this problem, but you need to talk to your kids more. You need to institute you know the proper morals and ethics into it. There are there are red flags that can be seen, and it's not. And I'm not even saying like sit your kid down and tell them fucking guns are fucking you know not cool. That's an obvious. I'm just purely umbrelling. We need to talk to our youth more, man. We need to talk to these kids more. They're, they're online a ton. This is the world we live in. You, we will not be able to change it. It's all good. That's fine. But we got to get that parent-to-child conversation going a little bit more so these kids know that they're fucking loved and there's, there, there's more to life than this internet. And that's where I'm going to end that right there. Yeah, I mean, it's... 
it's it's just it's terrible um you know they say like the definition of insanity is continuing to do something um and just and and getting and and expecting a different result yeah and um you know whatever you may think whatever we're doing now doesn't seem to be working because it's it's something that's going to continue to happen sadly uh i mean we're recording right now you know 10 miles if that away from parkland yeah i mean it happened in our backyard Mm -hmm. like literally our backyard um and that was only what five years ago yeah so you know there's it's in buffalo the week before it's just it's something's got to change you know we need to do there needs to be some type of oversight or or more built into the process to limit this from happening as much as as much as possible and uh yeah it's just it's terrible it's terrible yeah i think we're starting to see a little bit of the copycat stuff too you know creep in yeah um Mm -hmm. i think i saw yesterday here in polk county uh a 10 year old kid was arrested yesterday because he had made school shooting threats yeah and they were you know given to the authorities and the authorities put him in cuffs and it's actually not even a uh, slap in the wrist thing. They put them in cuffs. They they are now thinking about t- charges, and that's a that's a that's a copycat thing that's happening there. And the social media, you know, we live our society. Uh, the currency in in society is 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 fame. It's 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 uh it's clicks and likes. That's the world we live in now. And so we need to start thinking about that and pivoting, you know, gone are the days of, you know, that's why, and that's why I say the parents is, the the parents, that's terrible, the parents, their influence on their kids is being overrided on the influence that's going on online. And I just am trying to maybe get that balance back. And that's why I say talking to the kids more, you know, having whatever it is, dinner, like just get it because... I, I just refuse. To, I don't know the answer to how to stop this, Jordan. But I, the one thing that I truly do, do believe in my heart of hearts is that I don't think kids make these type of decisions if their home is, is good. Yeah. I mean, look, the bottom line is there are a myriad of other civilized countries that this just doesn't happen in. Right. And... um you know, we have the resources and we have the ability to make changes. What those changes are, once again, I'll defer to exactly how you said it. You know, I'm not going to be the one to make those decisions. But, you know, something, we have to do things differently from the way they're being done now. And, uh, and, And what I'm worried about too, Jordan, what I'm worried about too is that this problem is because I think it already is becoming, it's becoming numb. It's becoming a little numb on us. And I'm worried that it eventually comes, becomes so numb and it becomes so ingrained in, into our society that it's just how, ra- that's how, ra- that's why like, when people, like racism that happens now, it's because it's been happening for over 250 years. It's, it's just, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a part of our society. And I'm worried that we're going to become numb to it and just be like, oh, and we can do something now about it but you know if we keep let it keep going we will become numb to it because this world gets faster and faster these new cycles get quicker and quicker man and 
the, the we we have moments. That's all we really have, you know. And and, yeah. and once those moments are gone, they are gone quicker than ever. Yeah, and and you know, I I feel like a lot of these decisions by these kids are being made in in the moment. And yes. Not thinking about yes, you know, the consequences and what's going to happen for the rest of their lives and all that type of stuff. So it's just uh, and all the people they're affecting too. I mean, look, I I don't want to go be in a large crowd of people anymore. No, you know, I don't want to, uh, you know, you know, the first I think, thing I, I think about those things. Uh, the first thing I, I thought out. of in each time I've thought about this ever was your wife. She yeah. used to be it. She used to be a teacher. Yeah. And she was had, one of the first people I thought about. And I was like, I mean, it's, 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 it's worrisome. Oh, absolutely. I was very happy when she, you know, got out of the classroom full time because that was a, that was a concern that maybe I didn't have when she started. And by the end, it was something I was the most concerned about. I mean, we didn't go through school. We didn't have, we didn't have protocols. We didn't have I mean, things. Columbine that we, we, happened in like 99 and that changed at least the conversation on things. But you know, it's, it's just, like I said, something's got to change. And, yeah. And that's where we, where we need to, we need to figure out what that's going to be. Yeah. So I just wanted to, I wanted to just hit on that real quick because as much as we like to play around, you know, around here, there, there, there's, there's shit that's, that, that's more important. And, um, <clears throat> for whatever it's worth, I just, like I said, it was a, it was just more of a very selfish thing that I need to get off my chest. Let's talk to these kids more, man. Let's, uh, you know, let's, let's have, let's have Sunday dinner. Let's, you know, do every single thing we possibly can to make sure that they know that they're, they're loved. They are fucking loved because most of the time, just like us, you know, adults and parents and stuff out there, we're online a lot more than we are in reality. And that's just, that's the reality of it. Well, the older I get, the further I'm receding away from that. Yes, you are. Yeah. I, you know. I'm, I'm try. I hold on a little bit just to be relevant, but yeah, yeah. Um, also, but very quickly, just to finish the segment off, we have a Alex is loud wrong. Okay, just very let's quickly. Go. I don't. And it, I, it was just that you said racism's only been 250 years. Well, I mean, I'm in a uh, okay. Uh, see, see how you got to back up there. Yeah, yeah. So we're just gonna back up real quick. We're out. It's been around for a very long time. We're leaving it at that. Um, uh, and I thank you for correcting. Honestly, I'd rather have you correct me now in the moment than hear these annoying motherfuckers that we're about to hear in, in like, you know, well, I'm picturing on the, on the someone the like, like doing like the, oh no, she did. Oh no. You know, back in Egypt, they were okay. Well, I mean, yo, I know Maybe the first racism. Who knows? No, listen, <laughs> yours was the first racism. The Holocaust was the first racism that anyone like kind of cared about. That pharaoh, man, motherfucker. <laughs> um, wow, we're laughing about it. There we go. Let's transition. Let's transition um, into a little bit more happier stuff. Not to take away from that one, but let's get into so the newlyweds game. This is so I wanted. I I was watching an old. I love the newly. I love watching old uh, TV shows, mm-hmm. uh, TV game shows, and the newlyweds was on, and I wanted to do it with Jordan. So I posed to Jordan, "Hey, get together a you know a couple uh, some questions that you will pose to me, and let's see if I can get them right." Yes. So let's get into it. I want you to go first. Okay. Um, 
I'm going to ask you this question, and then I'm going to give you the opportunity for bonus for bonus answers too. Okay. But the first question is, Alex, what is the nickname of Jordan's last personally owned vehicle? The Manila folder. I'm going to give you partial credit because there's a more prominent. It was a long tan work truck. It's not the Manila folder. That was one of the Manila envelope. That was one of seven of them. The Manila envelope. Uh, I'm giving you partial credit. And the answer, of course, Big Flesh. I did not. I never heard that one. Big Flesh. It was always Big Flesh. It was Big Flesh. Now, I will give you partial. Point five. I'll give you 0.5 there, but I'll let you bring it up to a point right now. If you can name the other two vehicles that I had while in college and their nicknames. Um, the first one was the white. Was it a white Camry? It was. I, let's hold off uh, off of the nickname. Okay. The second was a green Ford Escape. I'm going to give you it because it was a Mazda Tribute, which is literally the same exact car. The green one, I'm going to say Green Goblin. Correct. Okay. White Stallion. Boom. You're yeah. back to a point, baby. Wow. <laughs> and I'll tell you right now, I did not have the nicknames until I said both and worked through it. Wow. I'm a- absolutely... Now, this isn't written down in mine, but I now I will counter with do you remember one my my uh my red car what it was, what the make and model of it was and what that's Honda CRV and the nickname no fucking idea. No idea. Okay. What is it? I mean, you have to give it to us now. You also had the champagne cut or the cutty. That was later. Oh, I could have given you that. You, you, oh, I should have given you that one. I mean, you would have known that one. Well, I did know that one. But I knew you had a red Honda CRV, I remember, but I don't what was the nickname? Ascot. Okay. <laughs> so my first question, what would you say I am most proud of? <sighs> Um, I'm going to go, I think I got to just go. Do I go? (sighs) What is Alex Benson most proud of? Uh, There's three things I have right now that I can go with. I don't know. I think I just got to go musical knowledge and collection. That's correct. Yes. That's correct. Okay. Yes. Okay, perfect. And perfect, it literally, perfect. the answer to it was literally both of those. Well, it couldn't be one without the other, but yes, I had, I felt the need to, yes. uh, to go with both. Yes. Okay. Um, Alex, so it's one to one. Yes. With some weird backdoor credit that I, that I, that I, I was av- available to give to you. Okay. <laughs> All right. Alex, what was Jordan's first sport? Jordan's first sport and I'll even say I'll give you I'm this I'm not completely confident on it but for I'm going to say roller hockey 
Ding, 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 ding. I'm going to tell you right now, I have zero recollection of you telling me that or anything. Well, it was buried in your subconscious because you had to have. I went with, and the only reason why, you don't want to know why I went with that. Why? Because the first thing in mind was skateboarding. Mm-hmm. But the reason why I went with it was because I have a vague memory of sometime uh, in college, you tell you and you telling us talking about roller rinks and how I didn't, we didn't have a lot down here in South Florida, and you saying that you had a lot or you had we, some. Yeah, I went often. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, when ATL came out, I was just like, yeah, they're from the other side of town and they don't look like me, but yes, that was me. Yes. Yes. All okay, right. wow. Two to one. Okay. Okay. So this next one is a bit of a multiple choice. Okay. Just so I can narrow it down for you. Okay. Um, what is Alex's favorite breakfast food? Is it A, waffles, mm. B, French toast, or C, pancakes Woo! okay i think i'm gonna go with my gut here i don't know i i will say i'm very not confident because all three are very strong candidates i'm gonna go c pancakes French toast. Damn it! French toast. Okay. Fuck. French toast. Is I, was... al- I love French toast. Okay. I'll take French toast any day over. Um, I am also a French... I think I'm a French toast. Slightly beats out my waffle. Pancake a distant third. Really? That's... that's Yeah. See, if you would have... I would have been like, waffle dumb, like, next question. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Um, Alex. So wait, two to one. Yes, you got me. Damn it. Okay. Um, Alex, what was Jordan's first con- uh, concert? And bonus points for location and and name of the venue. Collective Soul. Correct. And venue. I don't know it. But um, can I get, was it, is it, is it Georgia or Florida? Florida. Meisner Park. Mm. Good guess. No, Orlando House of Blues. Orlando House of Blues, Collective Soul. 1996, I believe. Great band. There you go. Great band. I remember it like it was yesterday. All right, so uh, three to one. Now, this is good. one that I don't know if I... This was one that when I wrote it down, and I was like, is this messed up? Because I don't think... I don't know if he knows if, ever, if we've ever talked about this, but mm. what was my first job? <sighs> Alex's first job was at the quarterdeck. No, that was my second job. Fuck! That was my second job. My first job was cleaning uh, cars at Tony's Auto. Tony's Auto. Tony's Auto. That okay, was I'm re- I'm just going through the hard drive right now. You've never told me that. I don't think I ever. That's why I was like, this is maybe this is messed up. I, don't, I probably never told. Was him that, that the one that you didn't think I'd ever get? Yes. Okay. Yeah. But I feel pretty good about knowing the next one that I think came pretty quickly after that. Yeah, Cordek was definitely the second. Damn it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
Three to one, not looking good. Um, Alex, and please be be specific. Um, what is Jordan's Waffle House order? Oh shit. Um, okay. I've gotten this wrong so many times in the past. Um, it's the all the 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 all star. Correct. Waffles normal. Correct. Scrambled eggs. Correct. Bacon. Correct. The hash browns. The hash browns are smothered. Correct. Covered. Correct. I'm in between two here. I'm going to go with smothered, covered. I'm going to I'm going to give I'm going to give that to you right now because I have the parenthetical sometimes diced. That's what I was going to go. Smothered, with. covered, but sometimes diced now. The only thing between you and absolute Waffle House glory right now scattered is no 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 oh. is um the toast. What kind of toast? It's a biscuit. It's toast. It's a toast. It's a toast. Whole wheat. Mm. No. Cinnamon well, raisin. Cinnamon. They have a cinnamon raisin there? Oh, yeah. Damn. I'm still going to give you that. You got nine tenths of that. Yeah. I'm was, giving you that. The toast The toast is a, is a toss up. I was, I knew smothering. I was like smothered covered and I was like, it's either dice or it's scattered. Uh, scattered, Isn't smothered, sc- and covered is is the cheese is, and the onions. Is scattered both of them? I think it, everything is scattered. Everything scattered, smothered, and covered. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think scattered is just in there. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Um. Wow. Okay. Four to one. What was Alex's favorite subject in school growing up? Um. Alex's favorite subject in school was um, either the, the general or a derivative of history. Correct. Yes. Correct. Okay. Loved history. World history, American history, you know. Social studies. Yeah, social studies. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel good about that. Okay. Alex, what was Jordan's favorite high school rap group? Well, favorite rap UGK. group in, in high school. UGK or 3-6 Mafia, but I'm going to go UGK. Mm. Should have went with your gut. 3-6? 3-6 Mafia. Ah! You had it. Dang it. it was, you were in the touch. You were in... Uh, you, you were. You had it in the end zone, and you just dropped it. I All I saw was Pimp C. I mean, I love that. I love some that Chad, for me. But that Butler. really was, I would say, honestly, that was probably... Senior year going into and also like more college. Okay. UGK. Um, I have some just some. Um, I have one more. Okay. And then whatever you have. Okay, go ahead. What is Alex's favorite Pixar movie? Mm. Favorite Pixar movie. Um. See, I don't even know like. Which ones are what's Sony, the, DreamWorks, and which ones are Pixar? 
I'm going to go. I think I have it. Alex's favorite Pixar movie is Wally. Good job. Honestly, I'm counting that as two, four, four. Good job. Okay. What What did you want to say? I was just so Up. lost. I was lost in like the the sauce of just like I'm not sure which is a Pixar movie. I know for a fact Toy Story is, but I don't think that's it. What is it? Love Wally. Yeah, which is a great one. Love Wally. Um. All right, I have some bonus ones for you. Um, Alex, if Jordan was a type of shirt, which what would he be and why? A tank. Mm, no, that's incorrect. No, I put short sleeve formal, uh, uh, f- uh, florally designed, liberally buttoned shirt. Oh fuck! Yeah, it's the only other option you yeah. can. I'm also yeah. wearing a tank top right now, so I think that might have. I've just had many conversations with like other like outside people than you about your tank, your the amount of tank wearage that you do, and it's just because it's commendable. Because I am not a tank guy, one bit. I don't think you've ever even seen me in a tank. You are very rarely tanking. Uh, yeah, you stay tanking. Trust the process. <laughs> I don't. Do I wear tanks more than um, the uh, general population that live near the in Florida? I you you. I'll just. I don't. I I won't answer that question. I'll answer this question. Out of all my friends, you were the you were the most tanks. I'm top tank. You're. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your top tank. Dude. Okay, I didn't realize. My little Maverick. I didn't realize that I. Uh, okay. You are absolutely. It's not even close. That's awesome. Who would be number two? Ben. Oof. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I look way better than a tank. Oh my god. Okay. It's not even close. All right. Uh, um. All right. So we have two more real quick, uh, just for the bonus round. Uh, Alex, what Jewish summer camp did Jordan attend? Oh, I yeah. Um, I, I mean, I just Coleman. I it's just nice. Coleman. Camp Coleman. Yeah, okay, I'm yeah, giving okay, you that. Yeah, okay, yeah. You're Let's just going by I, what was on the shirt, baby. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. And this one is only just the bonus because when we were talking about this, this segment, we talked about this. But Alex, what was Jordan's third grade uh, teacher? Or <laughs> I forgot it already. Oh, I forgot it already. You told us like two days ago. I forgot already. It's um, it's I don't have it at all, but I'm gonna guess Mrs. Sullivan. Mm, Mrs. Powell or Miss Powell. Miss Powell. What was mine? No idea. All right, cool. Perfect. Okay, <laughs> Miss Narji. All right, so um, it's safe to say that in this couple, Alex, Alex is better. Alex is a little bit more. <laughs> he needs a little more. He, he needs yeah. a little more. Damn it! I thought I was gonna get you on that. Uh, I thought I was gonna win. Uh, speaking of couple, talk to me about engagement stuff. I know you've been, you wanna... so, um, as you know, like four years ago to the weekend, uh, wifey and I got engaged in the keys. Congratulations. Thank you. And, um, there had been some plans made the week before this, this weekend, um, of Memorial day that, um, I, I got the call, uh, from, from Tio Vince saying Mikey's, Mikey's going to do it. Mikey mm-hmm. Pereira, big fan of the show. And uh, so, you know, man law states that you must tell all men within within distance. And uh, he was going to do it out on the boat. And so it was really nice. They went out on the boat, popped the question, had the drone above them watching it. A little had, much, a little much. Had the photographer. No, 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 not not much. They had the photographer on the pontoon boat 
from a distance with the long distance lens dressed in an outfit with a fake mullet so no one would know who it was. It was perfect. But this, uh, what, what ended up, the reason I even brought this up was not even any of that. What I, I walked over after it was, you know, the question had been popped and I'm listening to my mom tell the story of how the legend, my father, proposed to my mother. I was, well, and as, you're going to give me it, right? Oh, and as you just heard, Mikey took her out on the boat, had the photographer from the distance, the drone footage. I mean, we're going to see. I think you know, I already see how you're like building so, this house. So um, I think it was, I don't know if it was morning or night, but my parents were in a hotel room. And my dad, um, he came over to my mom and he 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 got down on one knee and all he he was he was just in his underwear in his in his whitey his whitey tidies mm-hmm. and Lou then reached down and as you would know he's in his whitey tidies and that's all he's got on on his person I already know where the ring's at right in the waistband pops it out and pops the question and hearing my mom just tell that story was um Hilarious and ex- and and just I I moved my dad up a notch. I man, I love <laughs> you know why I love that that <laughs> that story so much is because see a lot of you out there you've heard of the legend that is Teddy Whitey's, mm-hmm. but you guys don't know about Teddy Whitey's. You I grew up I was where we grew up wearing Teddy White. There were no boxers until we hit like you know. Oh no! Nine early, or ten. Early, early. Yeah, boxer technology came around when we were like seven. And even eight. when boxer technology came around, it was the Lucy Gooseys. Oh, all Lucy Goosey. Remember? Oh yeah. The um, what is the what's the other? They're just boxers. What's the um? What's boxer briefs? And then the briefs. Boxer briefs um changed the world mm-hmm. more than anything. Communism, anything. And for what you guys don't know, that don't know about tidy whities. The band on those tidy whities was stronger than any belt you've ever put on. Mm. So when I hear Jordan saying that Lou Dog put the ring in the band to secure. I mean, where else? It's secured. It was That band was so tight. Yeah, for sure. But it was just uh, a great juxtaposition of what we had just witnessed culminate in two people's love to then hear the story of my dad in a hotel room getting down on one knee in his underwear and pulling the ring out of a a, a, a waistband. And uh, my mom said yes. Well, and let's be real. Mm. You know, Alex, Alex is about to do Alex is going to Alex right now. Mm. Now, let's be real. Dad just got done. You know, doing the naughty. Yeah? He's in his tidy whities. Uh, I didn't think about that. What if he was just getting up for the day and like... He had he had to make sure one last time. Mm. And I think he was like, yup. Now the Do question it. now the real question is was the ring in the in the band while said business was happening before? Uh, I don't even want to speculate on that. You know, we'll look. You can ask. You can ask. I'll ask. I'll yeah, ask. Yeah, I'll, you I'll, I'll ask your parents that. Yeah. I don't know my parents' uh, their, their their story. 
And it makes me like super jealous that you do. I'm, I'm like, that's, that's I like, think I had heard this a long time ago, but I did not remember it. So it was great. Like hearing it for the first time. I don't uh, know my parents' engagement, but if I had to like guess though, <laughs> I bet it was like my dad just being like, Hey, do you want to, I bet it's, I bet it was just like knowing him. He probably was just like, I'll just go grab it now while she's drunk. Oh, I'm thinking it. Um, I, I'm gonna go a like step a further. I'm gonna go a step further, and Chris and Mary are just out at a at a concert, and your dad's like headbanging and stuff, or just grooving real hard. <laughs> right. Goes and gets. He's like, "Hey, babe, you want a beer?" We got the car real quick. Goes, goes, and goes to the beer tent, and like you know, like tapes the ring under the beer, brings it back, and he's like. Babe, I want you to be my logger for life. And, and, and then she just reaches underneath and it just slips right onto the finger. Oh, I'm going to I'm I'm gonna find out and then I'll... Can you I, clean that up in the janitor's yeah, closet yeah, for us next week? Yeah, I'll find that out and then next week I'll If it's I'll not the story back. I just said, make it cool though. Yours was funny. Yours, your story was good because it almost seems like my dad iced my mom. What? Well, <laughs> she iced her for life. Uh, what concert were they at, though? Collective Soul. No, no, no. What were they at? No. <laughs> He's going for the joke there. Your so dad wouldn't be caught dead there. He would not. No. Um, it was probably it was probably uh it was probably an artist that my mom dragged and my dad like hated him and it was probably Joan Armatrading. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> love that. Okay, perfect. Um. But yeah, that was a great story. Congrats, Mikey and Sue. Yes, congrats, congrats, congrats. Yes. And also Barb and Lou. Yes. Lou, okay. you dog. Uh, you dog. Are you ready to get into this? Yes, let's do it. All right, let's go. Let's get into it. We got this week's Peacock. Um, I'm gonna dive right into it. I think you. I think you know. Hit me, Derek Trucks. Oh yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, fantastic choice. Yes. Fantastic choice. Yes. Derek Trucks, June eighth, nineteen seventy nine, to present, still alive, blues rock virtuoso and uh, local. Of uh, yeah. our, our former residents. Born and raised in Jacksonville, uh, Florida. Uh, he is the nephew of uh, the drummer of the Almond Brothers. Yes, Butch Trucks, I believe. Yep. Ding, ding, uh, ding, ding. Butch Trucks. Uh, I went to with my dad at the King Center in Melbourne to see Butch Trucks right before the Solomon's wedding. It was one of his last live performances before he killed himself. That sick. So I mean, uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was super cool. I mean, I was by far the youngest guy there by like twenty years, mm -hmm. and it was maybe a hundred people there, and they shredded for like three hours. 
Yes, Butch Trucks uh, is the drummer of Almond. He also has started a... started Almond Brothers too. I think. Yes. Yeah. 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 He's mm-hmm. a he's a founding member. Member. Um, he uh, he also Derek Trucks also has um, his great grandfather is uh, a baseball player. Really? Yes, Virgil Trucks. Virgil. He was a he was a pitcher. And I believe the American League, and he wasn't. Uh, he wasn't. Yo, a hundred. Uh, I believe it was eighteen wins. He oh, recorded. so decent. Yes. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Derek got, gets his name from uh, the Eric Clapton group, Derek and the Dominoes. Mm-hmm. That's where he gets his name from. Uh, uh, he is a childhood prodigy, man. This guy got his first guitar when he was nine years old. And by 11, he was uh, already uh, booking paid gigs. Yes. Yeah. Correct. And, he yeah. was he was very good. Mm-hmm. Didn't um, didn't when we when you were DJing at Casa Marina, up in Jacksonville, weren't they? Didn't they? Um, I think they said that they had he had played there. Like oh, way back, way back. Oh, in really? The day. Yeah. I don't remember that. There in like blues rock. Like even back, even further back then. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. they used to book them there. Yeah, Jacksonville. Jacksonville's on the map, man. Yep. Um, he, uh, you know, because he was so young, he had them tiny hands, so he couldn't grip the guitar uh, around the neck of it as well. So that uh, caused him to uh, turn early on to the slide guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, and because he couldn't grip the neck of it and do all the strings and stuff, so he's a predominantly a, a slide guitarist. Uh, even though he can still work that fucking you know guitar like nobody. And uh, by thirteen, he was he was playing with Buddy Guy and shit. Wow. Yeah, he was playing with Buddy Guy and stuff. Uh, Derek Trucks, uh, as you know, doesn't. Uh, he's he's another one. We gotta we gotta think of a name for these peacocks that. Don't chart, but I need to be recognized. Mm. You know, it's mm-hmm. just something to think about because I have a lot of trouble when I'm choosing these peacocks. Like Derek Trucks was one that I've had on the list for a very long time, especially because I know how much you love blues rock and you know, but they don't chart. They don't have any hits. Their albums aren't like, you know, anything, but they still need to be recognized. And I've, and and I hate to keep always like when we do these peacocks being like, well, they didn't do anything because I don't want to take it away from them. Yeah. So I want to like try to think of like some type of yeah. like, hmm. you know, some type of like, no, nah, I'm not I'm putting you on the spot now to think of, but I just want to, you know, try to think of something, to, you know, to, to I categorize think that, that to me, though, is definitely a large ingredient in what makes someone a peacock, because we don't do a lot of ultra famous chart topping you know, contemporary artists, especially any of those. And if they were, it was, you know, more because maybe they were like a founding member of something or they started a movement. But so many of the people that we are doing are, you know, the culture and the, and the, the contribution they made to music as a whole is more important than whether or not they actually uh, uh, topped the charts. Right. Right. Yes. Um, like I said, uh, you know, heavily involved with the Almond Brothers, or his, you know, he has his uncle was in it. He was he 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 was a member of the Almond Brothers officially in 1999. Mm. Uh, they, you know, let him in. The Almond Brothers are not together anymore. 
Correct. But uh, he was uh, uh, 1999. He was uh, you know officially uh, became a member of them. And uh, in 2006, he did an album with uh, JJ Kale and uh, Eric Clapton. Ooh. Um, and it's kind of like an ode to uh, JJ Kale, and it's called uh, "The Road to Escondido." And I looked that up. Uh, it's it's an album that I I'm not going to put out. I'll I'll pick a couple tracks, you know, for the Peacocks and Music Place on Spotify. But it's an album that I want to uh, challenge you with to listen to because when I went to go look it up, um, we had Billy Preston on there. We had like John Mayer's around there. When you look it up on Spotify and stuff, it just says JJ Kale and Eric Clapton as like, you know, the two like main collaborators on the album. But when I did further uh, digging on it, there is a litany of just who's who behind the scene of who's a part of it. Got it. Yeah. Like it's it, locked in. It's, uh, we'll have a review of that next week. Check it out. The yep. Road to Escondido. I was already, as soon as you said it and you put those three people together, and I realized I've probably not heard it. That was already going to happen, but yeah. now I'm just going to do it on the podcast. Yeah, Billy's on there with the organ stuff. Derek's all over it. Um, Herbie Hancock's on and stuff. Like mm. I said, John Mayer's in there. there. There was just like literally a list of like 20 plus people of like some serious industry dudes that unless it was, you know, written on the Spotify, like, you know, details you wouldn't know, you wouldn't know about. Got it. Love that. But yeah, that's Derek Trucks. Go check him out. Um, and he, you know, he married Susan Tedeschi. Oh, yeah. Tedeschi Trucks Band. And they, um, you you could probably make an argument that that's probably his most popular shit that he's, that he's done up to this point. Because I believe their first album, Revelator, won a Grammy for Best Blues Album. Like, when yeah. they first got I'm, together. I'm not sure if they did, but I, I think they certainly, did. I think that's some of his best stuff. Um, they just, they just came, their album came out. Yep. Uh, last week, they're in this new, their newest oh, album. Yeah? Okay. Yep, and uh, they're they're kicking off their tour today. Oh wow! Yes. Okay. They're kicking off their tour today. Um, d- uh, Derek Trucks is definitely someone, especially more on like the neo side of things. But if you're a blues fan, you should out and and a guitar, a fan of just good guitar play. That's someone that you need to have in your arsenal. He was one of one of the things that when I was looking it up was in like. 2001 Rolling Stones, which you know we laugh at Rolling Stones, but for whatever it's worth, Rolling Stones did the laugh at them now top hundred you know greatest guitarists of all time. Mm-hmm. He was number 81 on that list, and then in 2006 he was number 16. Wow! And then I don't know if you remember this, but there was a Rolling Stones um, uh, issue, and I don't have the year on me. And I want to say I want to say it's 2011, but they they posted a thing that was the top uh top 3 most influential guitarist at, uh at that moment mm-hmm. and on the on the cover of it was Jack White the Edge from U2 and Derek Trucks was on it those were the three so he you know he climbed up the guy like guitar wise is stupid good yeah and on top of all that, when you throw in his wife, Susan, 
who she can hang with the oh, best of them. Oh, I saw them. Oh I saw them play at, live at, in, at Wani. In, in Wani. And I remember honestly, you called. I remember you called me. Yeah. Like if it wasn't right after, because it probably wasn't because it was that. But I remember you called me like the next day, still at Wani. Yeah. And you were like, "Yo, yeah." Not that like. You didn't know, but I remember you were like, yo, we sat in the lawn, we sat in the back, and then boom, minds were blown. Yeah, she is fantastic. She can shred, and she can sing, but she can also wail. Yes. And that is what you need to know, and and um, they complement each other so well. And by wail, we mean blues wail, not wail. like, you know, Janis Joplin, like we're talking no. about like that bluesy, because the blues vocal, you can be a great... You know, I always you I always hear this about people that talk about Jack White when they're like, "Yo, his, his voice is crazy." It's he's doing a blues thing. Blues vocals, you can't be like some like really great sounding voice and crooning over blues guitar. Do you know what I'm saying when I say that? Absolutely. You don't need to be a trained like classically trained singer to be a blue. You need to be you need to have some gravel in your mouth. Yes. You need to have some gravel in those cheeks looking like a squirrel. Yes. And that's part of, I think, the aesthetic. But she's just, you know, they're honestly, I, I would say maybe the top, like, um, you know, duo, power couple, whatever you want to call in music as far as skill, like on the guitar side. That's a good, like, yeah, that's a good one. Maybe we should write that one down for like a future episode of, you know, top, uh, Married. Yes, got to be married. Yeah. yeah. Ike and Tina. Ike and Tina right there. You're, yeah. you're there with me. Uh, are we going Sunny Share? We're going Sunny Share. Sunny Share. I'll put Sunny Share there. Okay. Uh, are we also going to go share Greg Allman? No. Okay. Me. I, were I they married? Oh, yeah. They were. Oh, yeah. Guess what I learned this week? Uh, yes, they were married. I did not know that. Not that long, but yes, they were married for a couple years. But then they put out stuff together. Um, that's the thing because the list that I want to do with you is not like oh who are both incredible in their mo in their in their respective like you know no who was put who put out shit together that's a good question you know I'm what I mean they put out together now. I get I would almost bet that they but I did. also would like to do another second uh, list of power couples respectively um, there's definitely at least one album together Okay, I can t I can tell you that for sure. Um, yeah, there's 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 some songs here. Okay, uh, like seven. They were all they were all in in uh, like seventy seven. Let me let me just guess. They got divorced in seventy eight. Probably. <laughs> let me just go on a limb. Yeah, it wasn't long. It was like two or three years, something like that. Right. But yeah. Um, before we get into the voicemails here. Um, I came across an article this week that was, um, America's top 10, um, most deadliest occupations, top 10 deadliest occupations. Okay. And I come across the headline cause of obvious, like, you know, the gun stuff that's going on it, you know, anything gun yeah. right now, everyone that's hot to trot. So I, and I, because I normally would not pick on this, but I picked, I clicked on it. Mm -hmm. And I want to just go through them with you. Okay. I know. Because they're funny. I know I'm on top 10, though. 
spoiler alert. Jesus Christ, dude. I'm just saying. It does. I didn't say what number. Top five. Okay. Number ten. Your lawn guy. Your local lawn guy. Oh man. Your local lawn guy is number ten on the most deadliest motherfuckers. This cuts to the point where 142 deaths a year. That's where it cuts to. He's turned the lawnmower on its side. He's fixing the blade. Guess what? It unhooks. <laughs> you know what happens? Next. Yes. Number nine is your like probably your 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 a little bit more obvious your construction workers. Actually, I have to go back very quickly to number ten. I, uh, you know how I talked about how I have the irrational fear where whenever we're doing the podcast that I think the microphone is just going to smash all my teeth in. It's so weird because because your microphone is not only so far away from your goddamn fucking puss, as my dad always called he, the mouth. He loves that. My, whenever my dad refers to someone's mouth, he calls it their puss. Love it. That's that's what makes CBCB. Not only is the microfo- microphone so far away from your puss, when I have to edit this fucking these episodes, I have to jack your shit You're up. You're just fucking loud. Number eight. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. I didn't tell you. Oh, oh, yeah. But number... no. Uh, so I want you to know, I have another... Here's... Add this to Jordan's list of irrational fears. I always think that when I'm mowing the lawn that a a rock or something sharp is going to be propelled by the blade and like hit me in the neck and like hit my carotid and I bleed out in the yard. You I don't know exactly what type of lawnmower that you have, but the same one we got, Scott. <sighs> Scott, that thing costs a pretty penny. Mm-hmm. Um it has most lawnmowers have the like oh it's release. got all it's got it all it's got the protective thing over it yeah and you're still scared yes pussy okay number eight steel and iron workers yeah which this one was crazy to me because I thought we just like China was doing that stuff no we got some guys still but not like how how many deaths a year there that one is uh that one now we're now, now we're down to like fifteen a year. You mean, shouldn't that be more than... This is... See, these are the things... When you guys are going throughout your day... So it's dangerous, but people don't die that much. Most common falls... Hand in the smelter. Most common accidents? Falls, slips, and trips. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Number seven. Farmers, ranchers, and agricultural uh, workers. Yeah, this is where the guy just gets accidentally caught in the corn husker. Transportation incidents. Yep. That's number what? That's number seven. So that's like bus driver. No, no, it's 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 ranchers, farms, but it's people that are using the tractors. That's, oh, that's, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's who's getting yeah. cut up. Yeah. Uh, now, number six. That hay baler would like a word, though. Yes. Okay. Just making sure. Yes. Uh, number six. Truck drivers. Yeah, I mean, that's just like a, that's an odds game. You know, you're out there, you got that big old thang swinging behind you. You know, that just makes sense. I wanted, I think we've talked about it on this podcast before. Growing up, I wanted to be either a carny or a bus driver. (laughs) I mean. I thought though, everyone in kindergarten was like, astronaut, police officer. 
What do you think, Alex? Carney? Carney or bus? I thought I thought a bus driver. Like school bus driver or like public transportation? Bus I'm driver. talking about, yeah, we're, we're hauling cargo. I thought the bus driver, that was the Mac Daddy of professions. You can do whatever you want. Open road, seeing the country. There's you a mean bed like a long haul truck there's driver? There's a bed in the back. Not a not a bus driver. A long haul. Yeah. Oh, you mean like a Greyhound? Yo, I'm rolling like an 18 wheeler. Okay. Um Nah. That's uh that's number, number five. five. That's a lot of deaths. Or I'm though. sorry, number six. That's a lot of deaths though per year. Number five. Okay. You see this person every week, twice a week. Mm. Your name your your garbage, man. No. All right, so you're throwing the bag into the back of the dump and in, into the machine. It there's a hanger that you someone was throwing away a hanger and you throw the bag in there and the hanger just catches catches, yeah. catches you right on the wrist and it pulls you in and guess catches, what? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Number four. Roofers. Mm. There we are. Roofers. Roofers are uh, and, th and this one makes sense. Yeah. You know this one makes sense again. Fall slips and trips. Mm-hmm. Fall slips and trips. Our falls are a little bit further. They're a little bit further. Just That's number that. four. Number three. People that fly planes. But we're not talking commercial jet airliners. We're talking little fucks at the little spot, you know, little executive airport around the corner. It's across the board. Okay. It's across the board. Uh... Mm. You know how they always said it's the little Cessnas though. It's not the guys it's that the are Cessnas. It's isn't the it? Cessnas. Yeah. It's the little. It's a little, a little single propeller. What are the ones? What are the ones called? Or that uh, that are in Alaska? The the, the 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 you know they land on the, the lake. It's those. No, I don't think it's those. No, no, because they can like they're like oh fuck a lake I'll just land there. You know. Yeah. That's, yeah. You know, I it's the other planes that they're like a lake. Oh, a lake. Let's land there. <laughs> dead yeah you know uh number two fisherman what fisherman so wicked tuna was right bro that it's called deadliest catch for a reason okay okay that seems and 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 so what is it there is it just lobster traps to the face <laughs> that one is again just transportation incidents mm. and by and by what i think they mean transportations i think they mean perfect storm Jaws. Oh, okay, yeah. I think they yeah. just mean Jaws. Yeah, mush meat. Yeah. I dude, I didn't mean to do this. I saw today this uh uh Instagram video of the biggest great white shark I've ever seen. Like not I've ever seen, but this thing was like coming up to like this guy's boat that was fishing. Mm -hmm. This thing was huge. Was it like right around the corner too? It was like right, dude. It was right next to the boat, and it was huge. The dorsal fin wasn't even out of the water, but that's how big it was. Jesus. It, I was like, this, this ocean, man. It always terrifies me when I see the, like, the news story. Because, you know, a lot of these giant uh, great whites have trackers on them. And when they, when they surface, it pings right. to the satellite. Yeah. And it'll be like, you know, Fort Lauderdale Beach, two miles off the coast. Right. And it's just like, it's like Percy visited us this week. And you're just like... Percy, stay the fuck away. It's wild. Yeah. Yeah. And number one 
is I think let me let me let me just take oh I, I think I know but I don't want to ruin the build up. I it, what is it? Um, I don't know which one I want to go with here, but I'm just gonna I'm gonna throw it out there. Policeman. Logging. <laughs> and you made the point that I wanted to get to. I don't mean for this episode to get serious, but mm. you made the point that I, that I wanted to get to. I wanted to do a whole panache of, you know, this whole, like, you know, top 10, but you made the point. And my point is the policeman thing. That's what you would think. Fireman and shit. I was going to say fireman. If you, it, that, you know what I mean? I was going between but those two. But it's not. It's not the, it's not the number one. And I just, I want to keep everyone's perspective tight. Logging's number one. Mm. You know what I mean? Shout out to Oregon. Is that, that's the only place it happens, right? Washington, Oregon. I'm sure it's everywhere. I mean, we're fucking just ruining the earth. So it's probably everywhere. Yeah, we are. Yeah. We, we're, we're, we are slowly, uh, not very rapidly, uh, you know, ruining the earth. Yeah. But I did, I wanted to do the, the top 10 because everyone thinks that like, you know, policemen and stuff are like, you know, getting the shit fucked up and, you know, guns and stuff and that, but it's, uh, it's actually just logging. It's actually logging, just roofers. Man, I did not it's have lo- that. It's people mowing your lawn. It's people wow. taking your trash out. Julio. You know? Yeah. That's tough. So let's. Let's get into uh, our our voicemails here. Okay. And um, I'm going to, we're going to pause here for a quick second to set up the uh, speaker. The voicemail machine. Yes. Because we have like the little, you know, when you saw Charlie's Angels, we have that little speaker that Charlie Hello, Angels. To. Yeah, we have that. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's get into it. We got Texas. We've got voicemails um we as your uh as your just loving gods of the podcast we love when you guys hit us up 305-741-3671 text us holler yeah call us we love this stuff we uh we always we always make sure that we read them out loud or we we go over the uh the voicemails uh pretty much every other month i think we're pretty good about it the first one let's get into it here and all uh sometimes these these when they come in we don't know exactly what they're talking about but we try to sift through them Mm -hmm. and i think this first one has something to do with because we love to talk about poop so They say, episode 46, discussion about shitting in public. Pro move. Flush the toilet as you're shitting. Hides most of the noise. There is less smell because of immediate immediate shit being flushed. Cousin Mary, diehard, no kids on the block. Mary, thank you for your submission. Um, That's absolutely a pro move. And the only other thing I have to say there is, you know, I consider you still undeclared and uh, my people will be reaching out. Now, I, I don't think this is a new idea. No. And I've thought about this before. Mm -hmm. And this is my thing with the, 
shitting and flushing at the same time. One, I think you got to let the shit lie. You got to let it hit the, hit the water and marinate. Totally disagree. Let it, let it sit in that. Totally disagree. You, th- you think it's better. I think that for, you know, this was, and, and remember, this was, this was under the guise of this being a public location. So I would say just for everyone involved, me, you know, the, the four people outside the stall that are just waiting to use the stall that, you know, a simple flush will remove a lot of the smell and you don't literally have to sit there and, and hear the sound of poop falling out of my butt. Okay. 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 I got you. Yeah. Perfect. You got me. You got me. That's all. You got me. A lot of crazy stuff going on in this world. If I can just limit that sound being heard by people, I'm going to do it. It's, and it's I a, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. This next one we've got from a 717 uh, episode 48. I'm fuming about your pronunciation of Reese's pieces. Pieces. Oh well, the, wait. What the fuck is it? You just said it two two different ways. I Reese's pieces. They're so they're what they're saying. Okay, so what they're Reese's saying. Reese's pieces. They're saying I'm fuming about your pronunciation of start quote start quotes Reese's pieces pieces, and then they go new quotes pieces. Okay, so which one are they saying that it is? I feel like there's. Let me just finish it. Okay. Pieces isn't... Oh, okay. Here we go. Okay. Okay. Pieces isn't a word. It rhymes, and the word is pronounced the way it's supposed to be pronounced. Pieces. I'm I'm from 20 minutes outside of Hershey. Come at me, bro. Love you. Cousin Mary again. See, that time shouldn't even add the Newell kids on the block, so I think we're making progress here. I mean, I think it's supposed to be Reese's. Pieces, I say Reese's Pieces. But it's Reese's Pieces. I say Reese's Pieces. Yes. It's Reese's Pieces. It's Reese's Pieces. It's Reese's Pieces. Yeah. Don't cut. First of Maybe all. Maybe it's Reese's Pisces. It might as well be. Yeah. And let me let me go let me go a one 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 thing further here because you know this is my general. This is this someone in my army, I think, at yeah. this point. Well, hmm. She goes, I'm, 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 what, 20 minutes outside of Hershey, she said? Really threw those uh, bona fides out there, huh? Let me just let, let, let me just let the, the American people know. Hershey, Pennsylvania used to be a, a Willy Wonka chocolate factory. Mm. My, when I used to grow up and go to, and, and, and I would visit, you know, the cousins and, and, and the uncles and aunts. The chocolate and we, river. And we would go to Hershey. You would, you would pull into the town of Hershey. And it smelled like chocolate. Is the whole town wrapped in tinfoil? If you go there now, it don't smell. You know what it actually does smell like? It smells like shit. Mm, because they don't, they don't, they don't roast the co- They don't roast the chocolate beans there anymore. Mm. the The town isn't fuming with like that nice cocoa smell. It's just being. It's now in being India outsourced into India and China. So don't come at me with that Hershey shit. Mm. Okay. See, uh, Jay's Kosher Dandies is sounding a little bit more dandy. All right, this, this one's a long one. Okay, okay. there's a text. 
This is from us. This is from 706. Okay, this that's got to be that's got to be our our rabbinical uh, our rabbinical father. That's got to be Dreffen. Okay. This morning, I was having a discussion with someone about the movie The Labyrinth, and apart from the fact that David Bowie was 37 and Jennifer Connelly was 15 at the time of filming, the discussion we were having was about musicians making songs for movies. Not just the one song at the start or the end of a Bond movie, but a catalog. We got into a debate about which was the best. They're not musicals. They're movies with pop, rock, rap musicians who have integral roles in the movie trying to think of it prince for batman karen o from the where the wild things are daft punk from tron 2 eddie vetter for into the wild jack johnson from curious george or something else note this is not scoring a movie like trent reznor now does wow i I have one. I have one, too, and I think it's the same. All right. Uh, we're just going to name the artist on three. One, two, three. Kendrick three, six, Lamar. Mafia. Okay. Hustle and Flow? Yeah, well, that's, a, that's a good one. I'm going Kendrick Lamar, uh, Black Panther. That's a stretch, though. I think that one plays. But I think he did. Uh, I think he produced all the music. Albeit different artists for that. Oh, I, okay. So, I could be loud wrong there. I don't want to be on Alex's Alex's loud wrong segment next week. But I'm gonna double down. I'm gonna do a Benson double down right now and go Kendrick Lamar, Black Panther. Okay, I'm going to go on a mini monologue while you look. You fact check that. Okay. So, first and foremost, we believe this is Dreffin, right? I'm a, yeah. Oh no, I'm be. sorry. I'm sorry. It does say Dreffin at the end. I'm gonna yeah. So first and foremost, Dreffin. You came correct with the Eddie Vedder stuff. The Jack, I loved you. You, you had your you had receipts, um, but I think when it comes to I, I think the Karen O with where the wild things are is a really good one. I won't give you Prince now. Daft Punk with Tron Two. That's something that can be discussed because they were heavily involved in the whole album. And it really contributes because I think what Jeffen's really getting at is the impact of, you know, said artist with the movie. But I think I'm going to, I will go with, I think Hustle and Flow with 3-6 Mafia has a really big fingerprint on, on all of that. And besides, besides that... I, I think Hustle and Flow has a bigger one, has the, has the, has the biggest, because I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they won a Grammy. They did. For that album. Yes, they did. And Well, no, for the song, specifically for, with Terrence Howard. Yes. For the song, yes. Right. Correct. Which I think they, really means a lot more. Yeah, yeah. Um, did I you have, look it up? I have the results here, um, and, and Jordan was correct. Jordan he, was correct. Um, he produced and curated the Black Panther album, um, where basically, essentially, all the songs were originals for the album. 
Now uh, there wasn't someone who scored the album, but that that's that's different. he he different. Dreffen said at the end that his last yeah. sentence was not the score, and Correct. and and you don't know it because I read it, but yeah. he put score in capital letter. Yes, so he was originally only supposed to do a couple songs on the album. Um, got with the the director, the producer, and 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 he basically was like, I'm gonna just handle this whole thing. Okay, wow, I didn't know that. Yes, wow. Also, I don't know if this counts because I think it's actually, I, I don't think this one will count, but because um, I think it is technically the score, but in Black Klansmen, they do the same riff and part like song throughout the whole movie. They're using like the same part of a song and they play it at one point, like a long part of it, but that same song reoccurs in different parts of the song throughout the entire movie, which yeah. is pretty cool. Do you know who it is? You know, mm. you know. Um, all right. Next text message we got. Oh, this is well, we we already cleaned this one up. Over the hill is 40, you ding dong. Dugan. That um he we cleaned I, that one up, he, though. he texted me that like the next day after the episode came out, and I admitted that I was wrong right away. Yeah, yeah. That was the honestly, that one's not even that's like low hanging fruit. Even honestly, if I can even if I remember correctly. You, when you said it, you were not the most, you know, adamant about about it. Um, let's get to the next text here. We've got um, we've got another uh, we got another seven one seven. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly is fire. Love his rock even more than his rap. Uh, even more than his rap. Uh, but love both. Cousin Mary. Mm. Um, what do we do here? I got this. I got, you got this. this one. I got this. Okay. Jay's you know, she, it's, it's my cousin. Yeah. So I got this. Mm -hmm. Mary, let me be clear. You know, you're a little younger, mm -hmm. which is why we love you and you're adorable. And I don't mean to go at you again here, mm. but not only is his rock not good, his rap's not good. Okay. And there's a reason why he's doing when when a musician has to do the weird shit that him and Megan uh, Fox are doing and trying to get clout. That's a red flag. OK, absolutely. You, you either you either love the music and want to be a, a musician and then you like highlight like JT did. Turn into like you know a little bit of a movie star, but JT's gone back to the music stuff. Okay, there's very few people in this realm that can go. Riz has done it. You know what I mean? JT's done it a little bit. Yeah, but Machine Gun Kelly. I would even say, uh, maybe acting. You could even say and did music. LL Cool J. I was L well L LL's kind of stayed more in acting. I was gonna say Method Man. Right. Yeah. Yes. Because he's done some acting, but, you know, always the music is the forefront. But, I mean, Wu-Tang Clan compared to, uh, you know, Machine Gun Kelly. Oh, I mean, no. I, I know you guys don't want to hear it, but Machine Gun Kelly got destroyed by Eminem. Yeah, I think we can just it's come out and even, say as a podcast, we're just not an MGK podcast. It's, it's not even close, though. No. Like, if, and if you want to push it, We'll break it down. We'll break his shit down. Yeah. I'll break down his rock shit, dude. It's terrible. I'll break it down. Let's not. 
I don't, I don't want, want to. I don't even want to subject myself to it. You know? Mm-mm. But uh, let's get on to uh, the next one here. Uh, we've got... Okay, we've got Best Beer Nominations. This is from 248. We've got the Best Beer Nominations. The beer while you wait for your significant other to get ready before a date. Oh, this this is what... Okay, this is what you brought up. Yeah, Best Beers. And then he said... Uh, the beer at a hotel balcony on a vacation. That's a good one. That's, That's a, good a beer. really good one. It's a good beer. And the obligatory beer while grilling a steak. Got to. And then one more, the post lawn mo beer. It's a good beer too. And this is coming from the number one Mitski. Okay, my guy. Those are all really good. Those are good. Those I think are those good. are all really good. I don't really implement good. the uh, after after yard work beer enough. I need to put that into my regimen. It's and and on top of it, it's an after yard beer where you're staring at said yard. Oh, absolutely! Like Through the you window, might even, you might even still have the blower in your hand. Right. Yeah. Like the taste of gasoline is still on your fingers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I love. So let's do this. Ready for this? Mm-hmm. Steve Ardawini, listen up. What a weekend we had. We were texting back and forth, and by we, I mean Jordan and you. Yep. And I was just... Dead. I was dead. Mm-hmm. I wasn't answering. Nope. Now, in the beginning, I wasn't answering because ah, I didn't feel like it. But then the text group got going to mm-hmm. a point where I couldn't answer anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got you got past the point of a response. Yes. You had to just keep going. Lawns were being mowed Yeah. this week. Mm-hmm. I mowed my lawn. How's it look? I think it looks pretty good. I'm going to check it. And I mowed my lawn this week. Good. And I didn't text. You should have. And then Scott texted. Mm-hmm. What did he text? It was looking good. Looks real good. Looked real good. The post lawn mow beer. Mm-hmm. I think, I think, I think, uh, I think Andy's on to something there. I think we need to both next mo document that for the gram. Now ready for this? Sure. Now ready for this. This is Andy. This is number one Metsky. Yeah. This is Andy. Mm-hmm. I know Andy because he's my cousin. Well, and I know Andy because he's one of my generals. Andy, you don't mow your own lawn. What? There's no way Andy mows his own lawn. I'm not going to go into why I, I think that. He knows why I think that, Andy. A scathing indictment. Don't act like you mow your own fucking lawn. Okay. You don't know. You don't mow it. 305-741-3671. Mitski, please respond. Please respond. Let's get into uh, some of the voicemails that we have here. Um, All right. This is the first one, I believe. Give me a quick second. Now, I have to stop you right there with the ghost shit thing that you guys are talking about right now on the podcast. Who in the literal fuck doesn't wipe their ass after taking a shit? Who the fuck does that? And if you are one of those people, are you spreading your ass cheeks so far apart mid-shit that the poop doesn't even touch? your skin or your sphincter for that matter because you just have like 
gaping butthole happening. Like, what the literal fuck is going on? I wish sometimes I was live in the studio with you so I could just slap y'all in the face when you say things like this. Because this is absurdity. By the way, this is a little bit of I'll take the reins on this at least to uh, start the debate here. But I think what is being lost in um, that very um, feverish uh, retort there was that you're wiping after during a ghost shit. A wipe does occur. But when you're looking down at the wipe to see how your day's going, I believe, as you put it, um, there's nothing there. Now, I don't think this is one, I don't think a majority of people have a ghost shit daily. I don't even know if you have one weekly, but it always catches you by surprise when you, when there's a haunting surprise on, on that wad of paper and it's nothing. So, um, I'm wondering if, if, if that caller who I'll leave at that name has ever even had a ghost shit before or ever been surprised when maybe her her butt cheeks were far enough apart for the poop to never touch. I don't remember the the exact conversation. This was, I think, one of the, the kinks or one of the getting offs that I had mentioned of when you take a shit and there's, there's nothing on the toilet paper when you wipe. And we called it a ghost shit. But to find out that it was a ghost shit, you had to what? To wipe. That's the prerequisite. When did we ever say we're not wiping? I mean, I, I don't know where that information got got lost in in that. Like she she you know she's coming on here yelling like sphincters and stuff aren't getting wiped. I don't think anyone. I don't, I don't think, Jordan, I don't think one of our listeners doesn't take a dump, doesn't drop the kids off the, at the pool, doesn't build a log cabin, doesn't drop a stink pickle. <laughs> I've never heard that in my goddamn life. A stink pickle? Why don't you just sit in that? <laughs> I'm soaking in it. I don't think don't one of our that. don't flush that down right away. I don't think one of our listeners are taking the Browns to the Super Bowl without wiping. You have to. I don't know. I don't know where she got that from. 305-741-3671. Have you ever pooped and not wiped? Now tell us the situation that you were in, the dire straits you were in, if you will. The diarrhea straits. The diar That's why you're my guy. Now one thing I will say before we get to the next voicemail, I think this caller yeah. needs to maybe look into that bidet life mm. because now I may have a small toilet. Very small. The bidet life, one did... When I hit that spray, mm. I got a minimum of two. The first wipe happens to check the day. The bud day. The bidet. The second wipe is just a little janitor's closet. Maintenance. 
Maintenance. That's it. Routine maintenance. So I just want to say to said caller that just called, mm. maybe check out a bidet. Okay. Get back to us on that. Let us know. Yes. Whoever you are. Let's get into the next uh, voicemail there. Man, that last caller was hot. Man, that came in real hot. Real hot. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Cousin Mary here. New kids on the block. Calling from Pennsylvania. So... I think I can and all the listeners will agree that summer's coming up. Um, just like Alex made the Halloween and Christmas playlist, I think we all want to know um, what's the summer 2022 playlist? You know, going down to the beach for a week for vacation. I'm chilling on the beach. You want to know uh, Alex's chill on the beach playlist? What's the vibe? Let us know. Okay, so all right, we'll make. I'll make a. I'll make a. a you summer, got some homework to do. I'll bud. make a summer beach playlist. First one, the new Jack Harlow song. Doug, I, you know, Mary, cousin Mary, thank you, thank you for the for the voicemails. Always mm-hmm. the new Jack Harlow song. You know, and you know, I'm talking about the uh, the the one that's like the Black Eyed Peas or the what's her name like rip off shit. No. The one with uh, Ferg, the Fergie one. No. Hop in the G, throw up the L, whatever no. it is. You don't know it? Mm-mm. Oh, wow. You don't know it. Mm-mm. Uh, did we talk about this already? I don't think so. No. It's, we did. I, we, we talked about it. We talked about it. It's, I don't remember. It's like, you know, the new Jack Harlow song that just came out, you know, right before his album came out. And his, his album just came out. I know that. It's trash. I heard some of the album. Um, guys, you know, I know she she talked about, uh, and I will make the summer beach playlist, but we're going to get into this. Jack Harlow needs to get off his high horse and act like he's like spitting shit. Your new album's trash. All of your singles have been very fucking suspect. Okay? I like the one with Lil Nas X. But it, but it's that's a feature, first of all. Yeah, it's a I feature. Like I like that one. But Jack Harlow, a lot of people, you know, you're seeing on the Instagrams and the Twitters and the TikToks and stuff. Everyone's crowning him. He's that dude. The guy, just when it comes to music, you're not that dude. You don't have the pedigree yet. It's this is the stuff that we're talking about on this podcast when it comes to these rappers and stuff, like. You know what's a summer jam? You know what's a summer jam? Jay Z, Big Pimpin. That's Ooh, a summer jam. That's like, lyrics and shit. Put that number two. Okay, like that's stuff. You pick number one. That's number two. Yeah, like Jack Harlow is fun. He's got a fun name to say. His, you know, he's got the curly cues. You know, and as a white boy with curly cues, I can I can understand it. But mm. his lyrics are very very mediocre, man. Mm. And I would usually never say this, but like he should maybe look into a ghostwriter. I'm going to say the jury's out on my end. I did not like the new album. I listened to probably half, I like half of it. Um, but I've liked some of the stuff that he's done. So I'm not going to, but I don't like, I'm when I say I like some of the stuff that he's done, I'm not putting that stuff next to something that, that like Common has done. But you, you know what I mean? But you can agree with like people are like talking about him in a way. Yeah, but I mean, you know what? As we get older, the younger generation sees on whatever they want to seize onto. 
And that's not our stilo. That's not our sound. There's reasons why we don't like that type of music. And I'm okay with that. Like, Jack Harlow is like, you know, this generation's Eminem. And as fucked up as that sounds, nah. like, whatever. Like, it's not mine. And like, Eminem, I used to love Eminem. And I don't really listen to any of his stuff anymore. But that first album, I mean, you could put that up against anything and it would have a puncher's chance. Oh, yeah. Lyrically, I'm just saying lyrically, beats. Jack Harlow. I'm just saying lyrically, Jack Harlow is he he he. There, there's nothing mind blowing. There's no one. No, there's nothing and, to write home about. And in Jordan, in Jordan, you know me. I'm probably one of the biggest Drake, you know, haters. You know that you know. I just. You know, he's good. I, I I don't like, you know, my dick doesn't get hard, doesn't move my monkey for Drake. But even Drake. I've softened on Drake has, a little. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've always been soft on Drake. Well, See what I did there? So, yeah. Next, let's go to the next voicemail. Yeah, get, over, get to the next one. This is Andrew Lawrence. It's 8.50 in the morning after Nuck If You Puck has begun in this playoff segment. I'm taking a little bit of offense as a hockey fan that you talk about Nuck If You Puck only in May, only in June, only during the playoffs. And then you have the audacity to mention that the Panthers win the Cup in 96 when they were obviously swept four games. So let's incorporate a little bit more Nuck If You Puck in January, in October. When the real hockey fans come out to play. Have a great day, boys. Please respond. Okay. So, I've already addressed that I was loud wrong. Yeah. Okay. A, a, a new fan favorite segment. Yes. Um. Don't want to make it a, a segment, and I'm going to try my hardest. And, and when I say try my hardest, it's only going to further fuel. I mean, racism's only been around 250 years. I love you. Um, and the second part, we're not, we're not going to talk about hockey in January and February because guess what, Andrew Lawrence, no one gives a shit about hockey. The fact that we even talk about the fact that we even have a knuck if you puck, we're, you, you know how many times in like our meetings, like Producer Mike says, stop talking about Nuck If You Puck. No one cares. And, and you and I, Jordan, tell him to Nuck If You Puck off. Yeah, he, he wants to call it Nuck If You Suck. And yes. I don't like that, you know, because as a growing Panwagon member, uh, you know, I'm going to go the other way on this. Maybe we start maybe we start the Nuck If You Puck a little earlier than expected. We have a team down here with expectations now. Who knows what's going to happen after a, def uh, a, def uh, a terrible defeat and a sweep, uh, similar to the 96 season, if you remember, when they did not win. And, um, you know, I'm going to go the other way on that, and I'm going to be an advocate and say, maybe we talk a little bit more uh, more puck here and there. Why'd you do that? Because sometimes when you're zigging, I'm zagging, baby. That's what I would do. I know. That's what I would do. I know. We'll see you next week. See ya.